Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hi. Welcome back to L.A. I don't want to be here, Rob. L.A. is harmful to my <laughs> to my aura. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everybody says that. But so I just came back from Vegas, and I actually feel like L.A. is oh, that's the worst. soothing and healing compared yeah. to that. Vegas is... Like, if there are, like, the seven layers of or nine layers of hell or how many there are in Dante's Inferno, Same. Vegas would be, like, the center of hell. That's right. You know, that's where I was born. <laughs> <laughs> are you the devil? Maybe. Mm. It's entirely possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so tell me about uh, what's happened to you in the last two weeks. Uh, well, I turned a year older. Congratulations. So 26. I'm 26 years young. And, um, yeah, you know what? It's just another birthday. It just feels like nothing's changed. I feel better. Like, I think when you're younger, you expect so much that you're like, when the fuck is you think everything going to come together? And by the time you're the age I am now, it's like, eh, I'll just go with the flow. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So um, I was in Santa Cruz, which is my favorite city. I've been going there since I was a fetus. And I just had a really good time. I got to see my brother, Travis and Crystal uh, a lot, which I was surprised because Crystal started a new job at UC Santa Cruz. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Go banana slugs. Yes, banana slugs. So that was really cool. I got to see Travis a lot. I got to see the babies. All the babies. Remy and Zelda, and they were adorable. Um, celebrated my birthday, and Scott and Jorge came up from Fresno. Isley was up from here in L.A., and Momish was up from Fresno. So people were from all over California, basically, and we celebrated. We had um, drinks and went out that night and got some really cool gifts. Not gifts or gifs. But gifts. <laughs> Presents. <laughs> Presents. Oh, God. Current pop culture. Um, so, yeah. So, from um, Travis and Crystal, I got the Loungefly Mercy backpack. It's so cute. Of Overwatch fame. It's adorable. It's like this faux leather, kind of like, almost like a canvas, like a coated canvas. Kind of like how Louis Vuitton does their coated canvas. And... It has that kind of feel to it. It's shaped like Mercy's um, bodice, I guess you could say. Yeah. And it has like golden wings coming out the back of it. It has her like healing symbol. <clears throat> it, the color... Those wings are the best. Aren't they the best? I wish they were bigger. Yeah. But they're cute. And um, yeah, I got... I, well, I saw it at... Um, I was at the legendary party in... At Comic-Con, and a girl I knew who's became a friend, she had the damn backpack on. I said, where the F did you get that? And she's like, oh, it's at Loungefly. It's Comic-Con exclusive. And then I heard the price, and I was like, no, I can't be spending that kind of money right now. But Travis can. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I was like, I'm going to ask for it for my birthday. Nice. <laughs> So yeah, it was. I'm I'm using it as my like official purse now. So I'm kind of obsessed. That's awesome. Oh, and then when I um we all went miniature golfing at the boardwalk one night, which apparently I lost according to Isley's counting, but I think I actually won. Mm. But because it was my mm. birthday, I think they put me in last place. Because I asked Travis, I said I can't believe I got last place, and Travis was like, I thought you would have gone first because it seemed like you did really well. And I was like, I know. I think. 
there's a mystery afoot here. Where's <laughs> Scooby-Doo? So, um, anyway, so what, um, when we were there, the people who was playing in front of us is like a group of guys, and one of them had a diva t-shirt on, like a tie-dye diva. And, like, the other guys were, like, making, like, nerdy references to, like, do a diva bomb, like, hit a hole in one and all this stuff. I was like, oh, my God, I love this right now. I'm having the best time. Bunch of nerds. <laughs> Bunch of nerds. That's amazing. Yeah, so I had a good time. The beach, very therapeutic. Had some really good seafood because um, it's pretty much my favorite food category. And um, went to San Francisco two days um, and just had a really good time. So, nice. yeah, that's what I've been up to. Well, I'm sorry that you're back here in L.A., but it's good to see you. Oh, I also forgot to Ooh. mention. Oh, thank you. Good to see you, too. I also got a really good gift from Steven, yes. who's embracing my Wiccan new religion. <laughs> witch a womanhood. My witch a womanhood. And he... um gifted me with a bunch of herbs and candles and satchels to help me on my metaphysical journey. So, nice. yeah. So, that was really thoughtful, I thought. So, Excellent. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. And happy birthday, Stephen, because his yes. birthday was on the 2nd. And to Stephen. And to Todd. His and birthday Todd. was during the uh, the two weeks that we've been gone as well. Yes. But we happy birthday him last time. I know. So we just cannot do it again. Well, I was going to talk about his birthday. <laughs> Yay. Because, like, we did stuff. Yay. Okay. Go for it. Um, so the first weekend um, after we recorded uh, was Todd's birthday weekend. And we went to, um, this is all out of order by the way I wrote it, but whatever. Go for um, it. We went to Universal Studios so we could go ride Jurassic Park because that closed on Labor Day. Um, so uh, Jurassic Park the Ride is going under for renovation for like nine months to a year or something like that. So uh, we went to Universal to give uh, its last dues. Yeah, to give Jurassic Park <laughs> a, a lovely send off. Yeah. Um, while it gets updated, um, the day before we went to like a nice dinner at Connie and Ted's seafood place mm. in um. In West Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, I nice kind of in little quotey fingers. It was fine. It was really expensive. And like I don't know. It's funny, we were both kind of disappointed. Like it was just not what we hoped it would be. And like the service was not that great. Like it was, it was, it's kind of casual for being so expensive. Yeah, like and also I mean it's like there's little stuff. I think like uh Todd got used to a lot of the sort of comforts, I guess, of like just something like a chain restaurant, like Red Lobster. If you order a lobster, they de-gut the lobster. Like they take out the gooey shit from like the midsection or whatever. Oh. They did not do this here. So like he was like, I got guts all over like the meat. That's really gross. Yeah. I um have only had like the lobster rolls there. Mm. It's I don't like lobster that much. I'm a crab guy. Oh, I love crab. Ooh, yes. Yeah. I love both. So like, yeah. So <laughs> we had a we had a, you know, we had an expensive dinner. Uh a very fancy dinner. Yeah. Um, and um we also saw the movie The Happy Time Murders. Oh yeah, got a C plus <laughs> Entertainment Weekly. I don't even know if it deserved that. I did really? not care for it. Um and it's a bummer cuz a friend of ours worked on it. Uh she's actually one of the puppeteers. Oh. Um and like I say like, you know, the puppeteer work was great. Uh the movie itself just didn't really have enough going on i don't think to warrant a movie was it like forced jokes and it just didn't really have like it was it was like a uh, team america but team america like leaned into its gimmick and like put took to, took it to like a a weird degree yeah this movie is just sort of like oh okay it's a movie about puppets and Who people dirty mouthed yeah like and they're just they have the same vices that humans do okay so it's no avenue q 
I've never seen Avenue Q, but oh. I, from, what I, from what I hear, a lot of people have made that comparison, and the, the comparison usually results with it is not Avenue Q. Yeah, Avenue Q is the Tony Award winner. So, yeah, we did that one weekend. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I've been making a lot of progress in the spare room in our apartment, trying to get it ready for some guests. Uh, and um, because of that, uh, just because I have a, I hooked up a PS3 in there so I can like just stream stuff that like if I aren't if I'm not totally paying attention, it doesn't really matter that much. Like I'm not going to miss out on any important plot points, so I'm not watching anything new. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually doing a full like just sort of play next episode play next episode run through of futurama based on our previous chats it's so good i was watching futurama in santa cruz i was watching it i've been watching on the hulus while i've been working in the media oh it's so good it's so good i have some things i watch too but i'll keep let you keep going and i'll get back to it well and i just went i just had a little vegas weekend uh yeah so um my company does like a sort of a yearly uh getaway um every year i've been there so far and um for the first year I was there, we did Palm Springs for a weekend. Um, last week or last year was like a staycation in LA at the Roosevelt, and then this year was Vegas. So um, we got some party buses and rode five hours in party buses. Uh, I bet that was fun. It wasn't that bad, actually. I mean, like it wasn't that bad. I was I was worried because I was like, "Ooh, I can I have our time with party buses for like." 30 minutes i don't know if i can do five hours um on the upside though like um everyone on our bus like like we wanted to have a good time but we didn't want to get sick like no one wanted to get like you know turned to the point where they were like ruined up. yeah which yeah. apparently happened several years ago on like the vegas trip for work and so like this was a very reasonable kind of fun um yeah we got to vegas and then um the first night we were at a bar in um what, what hotel we stayed at the mgm and oh, that's nice. um yeah the first night was uh we were at this like sort of arcade called uh, Level Up, so um, there was yeah. booze and games to be played. Oh yeah, I know Level Up. And we played some beer pong, and me and Todd won. Woo! Mm. Uh, Congrats! Yeah. So we did that, and then um, yeah, booze hounds, right? And then Sunday <laughs> was a, a pool day. Okay. Ooh, it, yeah, it's hot. They rented some cabanas, so we we got some some pool time and and went around the lazy river. Uh, and then, um, that's why Todd and I were going, we went to the forum shops cause he wanted to go look at a bunch of designer, uh, scarves. Versace, perhaps Versace. We went to Versace. Yes. Uh, we also went to like, you know, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. Um, we went to a few places for me. Like we went into like Emporio Armani, um, Armani exchange. What were you looking for? Just he he's want to look at designer scarves, but like, meanwhile, I'm that guy that like, you know, when I met uh, Louis Vuitton, like personally, I, I'm a monster and that I, I guess, uh, in that I feel the Louis Vuitton print looks cheap. I think it looks super and cheap. dated. Yeah, it looks, well, it, it doesn't look like leather. It looks like plastic. It's not leather. Yeah, it looks like shitty plastic that's been painted. It, with that's this, what it is. Yeah, it, it looks terrible. And It's I, a coated plastic um, or something, right? Or pleather. Or, uh, no, uh, canvas. Oh, God. It's, I... I I thought they have some leather, but I hate it. I I don't like their. I, there's leather like on the tags and like mm. things they put onto it, and the piping I think has leather. Well, and it's so but crazy. it's a coated canvas. Well, it's so crazy because like whenever I see something, I kind of am like okay with. It. I'm like, oh, this shoe looks nice. Oh, it's fourteen hundred dollars. I'm not gonna walk on that. Like because it would hurt your feet. Yeah, I I, I don't understand. I don't understand luxury items. I guess because like the first place we went to was Versace, and. 
um I feel like a weirdo because I hate all of those designs. I feel like Versace is loud, garish, and everything looks cheap. And not timeless. Yeah, well, it's like, it's weird. Like, if I want a fucking, like, tracksuit that looks like upholstery. Like Grandma's Couch. Yeah, I could probably get that for $10. Why would I pay $1,700? Because Donatella herself. Yeah. You sign that one off. Yeah. So I'm 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 that guy who just doesn't see the value in luxury goods that much. And then but like because Todd was so enamored with going into right now, Gucci, by the way, has uh, an entire sort of design thing where they've misspelled their own name. G U C C Y. Like they literally have like purses and shit that say Gucci spelled with a Y instead of an I. I don't know why. I think they're going off like the IHOB thing. and so like i i will never understand i mean of course i have have a tour uh hoodie from sleigh bells that says sleigh s-l-a-y across it but they're a fucking like trashy rock band like they can misspell their own merch i feel like gucci if you're gonna charge two thousand dollars for a purse it should be fucking spelled right no but like anyway i i don't know i'm not the guy to talk to about this for stuff but like we went into like you know I, I we were walking by and I was like, "Ooh, Ar- Emporio Armani. That is a good looking suit. I'm kind of curious, or maybe it was, no, it was Giorgio Armani. I don't know. One, there's too many fucking Armanis. Um, but like, Giorgio is the highest price. Is it? And oh, then, then we were Emporio, in Emporio and then, then Armani Exchange. Armani Exchange. Yes. Which I love Armani Exchange. I'm too fat to wear anything they make now. But the highest, highest is Armani. Armani. Privé. I've never even heard of that. That's their highest. I think it's too expensive line. for me to even talk about. Yeah. Um, but no, I like I went into Emporio to like see the suits because like they look nice in the window, and I looked and I was like, "This is a great looking suit." Oh, it's like four thousand dollars. Cool, walking away now. But like, but it's the best four thousand your body would have ever spent. Well, yeah, the stuff was lovely. It's just way outside of my realm. No, I of hear you. It's a waste of money. Yeah, like there are kids dying. Right. And here we are buying a $4,000 suit. Yeah. And like, so, who are we? Which we did not. We did not buy the $4,000 yeah. suit. We shouldn't buy anything at the forum shops except for, like, a beer. Uh, but so we did that, and we were going to go to um, Metro Pizza, which is one of my favorite, like, childhood pizza restaurants in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was, like, it's way far off the strip. And we were like, well, and on our way to the forum shops, we actually happened upon uh, Giada De Laurentiis from the Food Network. We, ran, we stumbled upon, upon uh, her restaurant. Okay. Called Jada in the Cromwell. And so we actually uh, got a reservation and went there for dinner instead. That's cool. It was pricey, but it was delicious. I haven't been there. It's. I think it's fairly new. I try to stay away from Vegas, honestly. Well, me too. <laughs> but, you know, when, when work takes a trip there, you kind of go. Uh, you go and you, yeah, it's nice because yeah. you're not paying for anything except your own little hikes and stuff yeah Yeah. any sort of little adventures so yeah Yeah. it was uh it was fun though i'm glad to be back we took a party bus back yesterday and it was like the most chill party bus ever because everyone was fucking tired um and so like all we did was watch three movies that i never would have chosen to watch on my own of my own volition and especially for a party bus but like it was fun like and there were terrible movies so we just got to watch them and like laugh at them so we watched uh air force one Okay, yeah, that was good during the time. At the time, it was good. If for an action movie, it's fine. It's not really. Realistic. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense in any way. Um, was it ninety four? Ninety seven. Yeah, exactly. Nothing in the nineties made sense. Yeah, well, it's funny because I remember like I the only reason why I ever saw Air Force One 
was because uh there was like a thing where like they were doing a sneak preview of the movie Kiss the Girls, and the way they did it was you bought a ticket for Air Force One and it was like a double feature. So you got to see Kiss the Girls. And my mom and I had both read that book and loved it. That was a good that was a good film. Yeah, so we were like, oh, we should go see that. So we sat through Air Force One first. Ooh. Uh and then we watched Stealth, the 2005 movie with Jamie Foxx, Jessica Beale, and Josh Lucas about an autonomous plane that's struck by lightning and turns evil. I don't remember that. Yeah, well, the movie pretty much, I th- I'm fairly confident it only existed as a vehicle for um, four new Incubus songs. Okay. Because Incubus had four new tracks that were not on any album. They were only for the stealth soundtrack. And... um. So the soundtrack sold better than the film. Possibly. Um, I, I hope it did because I, uh, that was one of the albums I had to promote when I was a college marketing rep, which is why I know about Stealth. Oh. Uh, I'd never seen the movie though. So that was, uh, it was bad, uh, but it was fun. And then, um, we watched, uh, Top Gun, which I've actually never seen all the way through. Until Top Gun's then. dope. It's not. It's dope. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It has the best music. It has great music. It's not a very good movie. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I wish But you know what? It's because you haven't seen it. Like, it's... I've you, seen it now. Yeah, but it's like when you watch Labyrinth as an adult, and you've never seen it as a kid. Yeah. Or Goonies. It's just stupid now, but yeah. if you have that, what is it, retroactive nostalgia or whatever, <laughs> it's what? like the best thing ever. And it's funny, and this is actually completely independent of my feelings about the movie. Um, it's funny, In the house I grew up in, it, that movie was like not a movie you talked about or even, or ever watched. Which one? Top Gun. Oh. Because my uh, ex-stepdad uh, that I grew up with, um, he was a test pilot, and he hated that movie because he was like- It, it was is... so inaccurate. Yeah, he's like, it is so inaccurate. It makes no sense. He's like, he referred to the movie as Pop Gun because he fucking hated it. But that's like every cop who watches a movie with cops in it. Oh, They're yeah. like, that would never happen, but the movie was still fine. Well, also, I mean, whatever. I tend to disregard his uh, opinion on things because he's one of those people that like- uh we don't see eye to eye politically at all let's just put it that way i remember and um yeah his his number one uh thing that he posts about on um our guns well the stuff he posts the most about on facebook are guns crooked hillary general uh trump bullshit and um oh he just is so upset about what's happening with the nfl right now and it is i'm just living for it i haven't heard his thoughts since uh nike is using kaepernick for their 30th anniversary uh campaign whatever wow yeah so i'm looking forward to that meltdown he's about to have yeah not that he's a big nike consumer but still um anywho um and then lastly what i've been up to i uh last night todd and i watched the movie upgrade have you seen that or no what is that uh the preview is actually pretty cool it stars logan marshall green who is the uh hot guy from prometheus okay did you see the invitation Mm-mm. He's in that too, but he's the hot guy from Prometheus. He looks like a young Tom Hardy, kind of. He's like a thinner Tom Hardy. He's dreamy. I don't remember. I don't. Prometheus just didn't, it rubbed me the wrong way. We've well, had this discussion. Yeah. He's he's dreamy anyway, and he was in he's in Upgrade. Upgrade is actually is he the one who died in the fire? No. Oh. Uh. So um, I'm trying to think. Actually, I don't think he does. I'm trying to think how he does actually. Was no, it that werewolf thing he became? He's the one that like had gets the the oh the thing the in drink. his eye. Yeah, he has it in his eye. Yeah, he's oh, the one that he impregnates. What's her face? Yeah. Oh yeah, he is cute. Yeah. Okay. And so um, we saw Upgrade. Uh, it's written and directed by um, Lee Wanell, the creator of the Saw franchise. 
mm. and one of the stars of the first Saw movie. Um, and uh, it's from Blumhouse. Uh, so I, I love that production company. So it's it's super fun. It's kind of trashy. It's about a guy who is um, paralyzed from like a neck down and he's given a um, sort of a computer enhancement that starts piloting his body for him so he can walk again but he can't control it he's controlling it but then he can also tell it to take control and then he becomes like a superhuman killing machine it's like jekyll and hyde it's pretty cool though but he's like he's talking the whole time he's like whoa hey you know like he's he's it's like venom like his body is literally like kung fu master and he's just shocked the whole time because his body's operating without his you know his his say so motor skills yeah he can always you know get control back at least All right. um but yeah it's uh interesting it's blumhouse it's blumhouse huh and so yeah and the funny thing is like it's an action movie but the violence in it is like horror movie level violence like it's when he kills somebody splatterhouse they're staying dead nice because they're pretty hurt dope yeah so i might gonna, see that you're gonna say you watch some stuff i did i watched well um have you heard of the documentary queen mimi no, is it about Mariah Carey? No, but that's interesting. Um, Queen Mimi is about this woman. She, at this point in the documentary, she's like 89 years old. She's lived in a laundromat in Santa Monica for 25 years. Um, and it's a crazy story about how this homeless woman has somehow accumulated this wealth of friendships with celebrities. And so, like, she knows Renee Zellweger very well, and um, Zach Galifianakis has taken her to, like, three red carpet events, like, three of his movie premieres, and all. she's just this little, old, tiny, hunchbacked woman. Fascinating. And it's a fascinating kind of just glimpse of her life and how she came to be and how she became homeless and how she left her husband because... He um, was cheating on her with another woman back in the 50s. She was, like, born in 1925. It's really interesting. And it's kind of crazy how a a decent life can turn so chaotic so fast. But, yes, she's so happy still, even though she's been... Well, she doesn't say... She doesn't ever... She hates the term homeless, but she's kind of there. But then it's how... And then some other stuff happened. And just watch it. It's pretty cool. So it's called Queen Mimi. It's on Netflix. Um, very interesting. And then I watched the um, Hannah Gatsby oh, uh, stand up. Nanette, yes. Yeah. How was that? I haven't seen it yet. It's it's very um, emotional. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it's like important. It's more of a. It starts as a stand up, but it's more of a, a philosophy of life. I would say by the time it's ended and how people should treat people and what it means to have a voice and um, what it means to have people see you for who you are and not for what you look like or um, any preconceptions of who just because, I don't know, you know? Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's good. Nice. Yeah. So um, it's it starts out funny, even though she's, she's um, Australian, I believe. Oh, she's Australian, so her humor is dry. She has very dry humor. So at first, you're like, "Well, it's I get the joke, but it's really not that funny." 
But as it goes on, it's more about the heart of the comedy rather than the actual comedy itself. Well, I've heard really good things. I'm not that thrilled about watching it, to be honest, just because it sounds a lot like even like, uh, have you seen the Margaret Cho comedy special? I'm the one that I want. I think so, yes. I don't remember it, though. It's like... 30% 30% jokes and like 70% more about like realizations about herself and how she's confident in being who she is, which is great, but it's not really funny. It's more like therapy and that's all well and good. I realize there's a place it's for like everything. It's like a self-realization. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know, as a comedy special, it's always a little hard, but like even like every comic I know, um, which I know quite a few because of Todd, um, they all are just like unanimously praising Nanette. Well, it's... It's something special, if anything, especially since a lot of people who don't know a lot of maybe gender nonconforming or butch women, they kind of get a glimpse into their life and what, even though she jokes a lot, she's serious. Yeah. And she says in the show towards the beginning, she's like, I'm not going to do comedy anymore because I'm not a joke. And... But she'll still like use like her um, what she's going through in her comedy without her being the butt of the joke. All right. So it's good. Uh, just watch it. It's not that long. It's like an hour. So it's definitely on the list. Yeah. Um, so are we into our nerdy what are you playing section? Yes. Oh my god. What are you playing, Rob? <laughs> well, per our conversation two weeks ago, I wasn't supposed to be playing any games. Oh, that's right. Um, however, uh, shit happens. I made a lot of progress in the spare room. Ooh. So sometimes you got to reward yourself. Spare oom. Yes. And there's some days where like, uh, you just can't, you just can't. So you just got to sit down and play some games. Todd encouraged me to play games. So... Um, he's an enabler. He is. Once well, so I like the, the last like you know two weeks of me not playing games was like so I can get that room taken care of for him, and also so I could just better focus on our like on us relationship. Um, yeah, which uh, somehow I managed to do all three. It seems. So look at me. I don't know. Um, You're like superhuman, right? So yeah. So plus you um, got a haircut. Yeah. You got a beard cut. You right. are advanced. Todd was involved in both of those. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so, um, even though I was not supposed to play some games, um, I actually uh, have been playing a bit more Dead Cells, which, holy shit, that game is awesome. Um, although, I got to the I got to the final boss. Okay. And uh, he destroyed me, like, crazy fast. The rest of the game, I want to say it's a pushover, but, like, once you kind of get over the first hump, you can kind of get to the last boss. It's just that last boss is a fucking nightmare. Um, and so, I feel like what I'm supposed to do is probably keep dying, like, earning the cells, dying unlocking more permanent upgrades that way hopefully by the time i get to the boss several rounds from now or several you know lifetimes from now it'll Mm. be much better but right now um i think uh all my stuff's a little underpowered or i'm going in the wrong tactics or something it's it's hard um so that's it's been fun though okay um i started the voodoo vince remaster or might just be just an hd re-release of it um on uh xbox one it's an original xbox game called voodoo vince that then just got like redone in hd um it's super cute it's a platformer it definitely could have used a full-on rebuild it has a very problematic camera but um the soundtrack on it is so good and it makes me so sad it's not available on vinyl oh it's funny i did buy that soundtrack on cd Back in like 2003. On compact disc? On compact disc. You see, children, back in the day, (laughs) there was something that was probably four and a half to five inches in diameter that was shiny. 
and it mm. held ones and zeros that became music. Oh, I love it. Right? Wait, Voodoo Vince? Voodoo Vince. He's kind of adorable. You play as a voodoo doll. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's going out to, like, save his uh, shopkeeper owner. Oh, he's he been abducted. Cute. And, like, uh, your power-ups are that you kill yourself in a funny way. And it damages everyone around you in a similar manner. Because you're a voodoo doll. Because you're a voodoo doll. And so, yeah, like, if you cut yourself in half, you'll see, like, all of the people around you, like, get cut in half and fall down. It's very cute. Huh. So, um, did a little bit of that. Uh, I've been dabbling in Destiny 2 a little bit just because um, Forsaken, the new expansion, went live today. Yesterday, for those of you listening on release date. But, yeah, it came out today, uh, September 4th. Um, and this begins like the second year worth of content for Destiny 2. So I was just doing a little bit of cleanup, a couple little missions here and there, unlocking some new gear so I'd be uh, less underpowered for the new content that went live today. Very cool. Um, so that's all I've been playing. Other than that, I have like more like sales and updated freebie offerings. But let's talk about what you've been playing. Okay. Have yeah. you been playing anything? Um, a little bit. I dabbled. Um. Travis set me up with the SNES Classic. Oh, shit. Was, yeah. He was like, you need some entertainment. Were you all StarCraft or Star Fox 2 all the time? You know, I didn't even play Star Fox. I was never a fan of the original Star Fox. Me neither. So I never bothered to even play 2. Yeah. Star Fox 2 is interesting, though, just because it's a brand new game. That Yeah. Like, because that's so cool that, like... Yeah. And to get it, though, you do have to beat the first level of Star Fox 1. Oh. And that's how it unlocks. Otherwise, it's locked away on the SNES Classic. Oh. well, Travis I, probably already unlocked Yeah, I was going to say, it looked unlocked on mine. So, um, yeah, what'd you play? Tell me about your experience so, with the SNES Classic. I mean, I love this story because it's just a continuing theme with me and Travis is we played Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yes. <laughs> and I... Sorry, Travis. I kicked his butt so badly, he was, like, starting to want to throw the controller. <laughs> Were you just being, like, super cheap with, like, Chun-Li with her kicks? No, I just know how to destroy a human in Street Fighter. Well, and I, I do feel like there's something about the sibling multiplayer thing where there's <laughs> always one that always has the upper hand. And it's so funny because for so many years, my sister just knew exactly what tactics to, like, just destroy me always because i guess i had a very predictable path that i would always kind of take to do yeah. stuff um of course now totally it's different over. oh yeah like now my sister like i mean last time i really played a game with my sister was probably goldeneye yeah on then 64 and like she, but does she play anymore she doesn't really um see it, the thing is travis and i we still play you games guys still so play. we're still <laughs> at it because so, like, so she loved goldeneye but um she never got used to there being a trigger like that you pull, so yeah. you always hit a button that would swap out her weapon. So she'd put her weapon away instead of shooting. shooting at you. And then when you killed her, she she would just yell, "But I didn't even have a gun!" And it's like you did have one. You put it away. Like yeah. <laughs> how do you shoot an unarmed person? Yeah, I'm such you a monster. killer. But it's like, my sister actually like what well, after that she got her own GameCube so she could play Animal Crossing and The Sims on GameCube and also uh, Metroid Prime. Oh, cool. There were a handful of games that like she was like, I have to play these things. And then after that, it was like, oh, yeah, nothing ever again. No games. She hates them or doesn't care. Yeah. Well, she's taking the stance that her she doesn't want to buy any systems for her kids, even like her eldest is five. And like he's going to end up with a video game system in the house because otherwise he will be socially weird. 
by not being able to talk to any of his friends. Yes. Didn't you read the Fortnite article? Yeah, yeah. you need to be paying for a tutor. <laughs> How? Uh, he couldn't even show his face at school. You know, but like, definitely, there's a certain amount of cultural literacy that will be involved. He doesn't have to have all the games, but he should, he probably will have some video games, like at least on an iPad or something. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, totally. Like, my sister loves, to, I mean, he's the first, so she loves to be very like, oh no, you know, we don't have to do any of those things. Like, I don't want to buy any games. How Madonna of her. Yeah, she's like, he can play those <laughs> at a friend's house. And I was like, eh, he's gonna end up with Remember Madonna wouldn't even let her kids watch TV? I did not know that. Yeah. Well, my sister had a policy of no screen time for two years. Okay. But like, then when the second one's born, it's like, well, what do you gotta do? Keep them separated so you can keep the screens away from the young one for two years? That didn't work out. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not a great strategy. But the first one, all the best intentions. And uh, and they were pretty good about, like, a lot of their sort of... I mean, it's so funny. As someone who doesn't have kids. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff where I just never really thought about it. Like, you know, uh, he wanted, like, a glass of juice. She was like, ah, juice is just nothing but fucking sugar. I'd rather he have the fruit. And I was like... Oh, I never still even... sugar. It is, but at least it's the fruit. And I guess I never thought about it. But, like, it's kind of... it's It's an admirable, you know, thing to strive for. But like, yeah, you know, I don't know how practical it is forever. But um, but it was just kind of it's funny. I've never had to think about any of those things because I'm not raising any kids. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work, and there are a lot of options nowadays. Also, how to raise your child? The way I eat is not conducive to me, you know, supporting another human life. I was raised on McDonald's and Taco Bell. That's pretty much what I'd be raising a kid, and on. I'm fine. Yeah. That's, and you're like skinny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I would totally be like raising a kid on that because that's all I eat. Because I feel it's like you know what they the say, day. right? And they say whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I think I would just grew an immunity to fat. <laughs> I, 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 there is that phrase, but I also think whatever doesn't kill you might just be weakening you, so the slightest breeze could knock you down. And that could be me. I don't know. Ooh. We'll see. Are you a feather in the wind? Perhaps. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, uh, so sorry, what else have you been playing? Uh, oh, no, tell me more about the SNES Classic. Yeah, so um, some more Ghouls and Ghosts. Which oh, shit, that thing is so mean. I fucking hate that thing. It's not even cute. No. No. It's a worth... It's, like, no. And plus it has, like, a lag sometimes if there's too much happening on the screen. It's like, how can you have a lag when you're trying to dodge, like, 50 things? It's <laughs> not even fun. I love the fact that it still has the lag. Like, they made a point to capture all of the the old issues that those you know, those machines had. Yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> Mario Kart. Aww. So fun. Classic. Got first place. Those Mode 7 graphics. Hey. I even um did a little Instagram story when I went as Princess Peach. First place, 50cc. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, Contra 3, of course. Oh, so good. It's so difficult. but like, it, how, I far, just... how far can you get in that game? Uh, not far enough. Like, of recent times playing it, the furthest I can get to are the two, like, monkey machines dancing mm. in the little, like, the little hole. Yeah. yeah, and then when you kill them, the, then the, huge the giant guy comes thing. out and opens it. Yeah. Like, it's a never-ending boss battle. Uh, it's, I'm really good at that battle. Really? Like, the, the two monkey men I have a hard time with, but um, Skull that you have to shoot with the, the doors and the little thing, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that with no hits. What's the level after that? Uh, after that, I think is the top down one where you have to oh, yeah, kill but... all the hives and then you kill like the giant sort of spinning spiky. No, that's the first thing. one. 
that's, that's the, the first one yeah so oh. yeah so we've already passed what that comes after that one then it's another top down but then something else happens after that like another is a snow level or something i don't know it's i always die during the um the, the like motorbike section that's, see that's i don't even I remember that that's how far i've gotten yeah, yeah it's a really tough game Wars. i love it and um, that's about all I've been playing, though. Um, I will be playing, hopefully, this week, Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine. Oh, shit. You haven't done the DLC yet? I just bought them, but I've been oh, gone. Man. I bought them the day I left for Santa Cruz. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm so excited. You have no idea. Like, I live and breathe The Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Like, I'm obsessed with the mythology, with the characters, with the backgrounds, with their genealogy, with their mythos, with histories i look at the maps like a cartographer i'm just like all into it nerd i know it's really gross it's pretty amazing it's really gross i love it yeah so well um on the the thing was you know this is where the stuff just usually goes um right now i don't actually know how long it goes on so if you are curious you should be looking like immediately right now there's a backward compatible sale on xbox uh for xbox 360 games yeah and i got shadows of the damned which is one of mine and travis's uh-huh, yes, favorite game i beat i played that game for five bucks I don't know if I'd go back to it. Well, it's like I have it on PS3, so I actually can't play it again unless I dig up the PS3. I mean, which right now it's hooked up in the other room, but mostly as a streaming machine. Mm -hmm. But like, I love the idea of being able to just play it again on Xbox because I fucking adored that game. Um, And I just want to see the joke again of uh, the headstone says, here lies Garcia Hotspur. He died wearing a purple jacket. That's like my favorite like thing to put on a tombstone. He died wearing a purple jacket. I know, it's just such a I don't even joke. get it. Well, because he's wearing a purple jacket, and I think it's almost like whoever, like, he sees a tombstone with his name on it, and there's this sentence about him as if it's mocking him. And so I guess if you were to say, like, well, what was the most remarkable thing about the man? Well, he died in a purple jacket. You know, it's uh, like, unless you're wearing a purple jacket now, so it's like, oh, you're going to die. I don't know. It, I thought it was hilarious. You love that. It, it tickled me just right. I it, really All these years later, too. Oh, it was my, <laughs> it was my Facebook cover photo for a while. That screenshot. Nice. Um, and uh, so um, right now on Xbox, Free with Gold is some game that I'm not really familiar with, but also For Honor, the uh, Ubisoft uh, fighter with, uh, you know, the Samurais, the uh, Vikings, and the Knights. Yeah. Um, but they have new classes now. They do. They're introducing new classes. Uh, but yeah, Samurai all the way. Woo. Uh, I do knights personally. What? I'm obsessed with medieval culture. Oh, when I love Asian culture. So, oh yeah, I know it works out. Uh, and then, um, as of today, yesterday, for those of you listening, uh, PlayStation Plus, the new games are out, which it is a good month to be a PS4 owner with PlayStation Plus, because right now for free, you can download Destiny Two. The vanilla version. Okay. So you can get Destiny 2 for free. It doesn't include any of the expansions. does not include the Forsaken Year 2 content. But it's a hell of a fucking start. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, God of War 3 Remaster is available for free for PlayStation Plus members. Um, still is uh, Here They Lie, which is the um, that PlayStation VR game. That's still free. Um, the game Another World is PS3 and PS4 crossplay, so it will work on your PS4, that classic game remastered. Um, Cube, uh, which is spelled Q-U-B-E for like, what is it like, uh, oh my god, it's like 
I used to know what it actually even stood for. It's like quantum something for brick extraction or something. But anyway, Cube Director's Cut is another one that I believe is a PS3, PS4 crossplay. And then um, there's another game that looks like uh, called Foul Play, which I'm not familiar with. But like seriously, like normally it's what two PS4 games, two PS3 games, and two Vita games. This, yeah. Like this week or this month, there's one, two, three four, five, six PlayStation 4 games available to you and some others. What a good deal. It's a good month. Yeah. So if you got PlayStation Plus, go get them. Oh my god, my nose itches. Sorry. Yeah, my nose has been running, so I, I apologize. I look like uh, it's okay. a major cokehead. I keep like wiping my nose. My nose is so dry, like over in Santa Cruz, but my skin was fabulous, but my hair was <laughs> fucked up. And now, back to LA, we're back in the desert. So now my skin's going to get fucked up and my hair's going to be luscious again, but... I was like, for this being the desert, this is, like, fucking tropical compared to Vegas. Todd and I woke up feeling like shit every oh day because it's so dry there. You need, like, a gallon of water just to wake up. Oh, my God. I always forget about ChapStick until it's too fucking late whenever I'm there. And, like, I don't use ChapStick most of the year, but whenever I'm in Vegas, it's, like, two days in, it's like, oh, cool, my lips are splitting. Great. Yeah, no, that's bad. Terrible. So, anyway, is it time for us to learn? Oh, yeah, it's... Ooh, I want a new song for the word of the week. All right, what do you, what do you are you workshopping something? No, but I will. I'll just do a cute jingle. It's time for the word of the week. Even though it kind of sounds like yours, it sounds a lot like the Final Frontier by the time it was done. Um, you, need, you need a fresh ending. Word of the week. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like just that sort of like ooh. It's the word of the week. Uh, the word of the week is scray. Scray. Yeah, and it's a verb. Verb. Scray. S-C-R-Y. S-C-R-Y. Isn't that just scry? It's pronounced scray. Really? Yeah. Even though there's no A in it? Yeah. Weird. Um, I believe so. Let me double scray. check. Scray. I always thought it was scry too, and then... Let me, maybe I'm wrong. Let me see. You're going to have it read to yes. us? Oh, it is scry. Scry. Okay, scry. scry. All right. I thought it was scry, but the pronunciation thing is s look at it. it's s-k-r-a-h-y so can you cover up like the s- oh yeah yeah, cover- like yeah well it's like i never understand the phonetic stuff it gets a little yeah. weird a-h-y might be why it's like scry you know i want a new word oh over that so one. never mind well we won't learn what scry means today we are going to do another word this one's better can we pronounce this one yes okay good what is it? No. <laughs> Plage. Plage? Yeah. Can you spell it? P-L-A-G-E. Plage. Or plays. And it's a noun? I hate these phonetics. Yeah. I think it's plage. Can you just play it like the, the voice? Yeah. Plage. Plage. Okay, I'm guessing it's a noun. Plage. I gotta play it louder so they can actually hear it. Here we go. Plage. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm guessing it's a noun. It's a noun. Um, plage. I would say it is uh, some sort of like beach. How did you know? Am I serious? Is it right? Yeah. Well, playa is Spanish for beach. And it made me think of like something that would be like attached to that, like almost like a, a delta connects to a river, something connected to a beach. Holy fuck. What's the actual translation or the actual I definition? Mean, 
it's not exact, but yeah. A sandy bathing beach at a seashore resort. What? Yeah. There you have it. In in astronomy, it's a luminous area in the sun's chromosphere that appears in the vicinity of a sunspot. Interesting. That would be a good video game plage. Can I find out what scry is just while we're here? No. Do I have to look that up at home? (laughs) No, I'm embarrassed because I couldn't pronounce it correctly. Uh, it's to use divination to discover hidden knowledge or future events. Well, it feels very witchy of you. I know, and I can't pronounce it. So, Well, now you can, though. It says Merlin could scry. I mean, it's pronounced scry. That's what, But then the pronunciation looks so fucking weird. The phonetics are fucking weird. Like when there's a backwards and upside down E, how do you pronounce that? I don't know. Like, why wouldn't S be just S-K-R-Y or S-K-R-I? Why is it S-K-R-A? H Y. It looks like scray. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck you should write shit. a letter. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm over. Right Where the week is over. Write a letter <laughs> with a bunch of very complicated words that you've learned from dictionary.com. Why am I doing the word of the week anyway? I can't pronounce or remember any of them anyway. I think that's part of the fun. That's some bullshit. <laughs> well, I could start making you guess what things mean. No. <laughs> You're better <laughs> at both sides of the coin. No shush. We're a team uh, here. Can we move on? Yeah. I'm depressed. Let's talk about a frontier. It's a time for the vinyl frontier. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, so uh, in since we've last spoken, um, my 4LP set of Doom arrived. It's so nice. Four discs? Four red records. Uh, and and a fold-out? Uh, it's not fold out actually. It's like a slip box. Uh-huh. The inside that box is four individual sleeves. Uh, each of those was individually shrink wrapped, so that was weird. I had to open like five different things of shrink wrap to get this thing open, like the outer piece and then four individual records. Okay. It also came with a slip mat that says Doom on it, so that's fun. Nice. Um. So yeah, so that thing's lovely, and the soundtrack to Doom is just fucking killer. It's so good. It's like not my genre of music, but oh, it's so good. Um, it's too loud for me. Well, you can turn it down. I mean, it's too <laughs> aggressive. Yeah, yeah, it's a little uh hard. It's it's, it's a, too hard. It's, it's very, very, very aggressive and masculine. It's I think of Guar. I can see that. <laughs> um, and it's funny, and also just like what every couple of tracks you'll hear, like uh, that narrator be like, "The Doom Slayer did this," and you're just like, "Oh my god!" You actually have those tracks in here too. Cheese ball. Where it's like you that the super like I can't even do it, but like that level of voice is so cool. Yeah, um, I love that game so much. Um, anyway, and then just today, um, I ordered a big package from Fan Gamer, which Fan Gamer is the um, they're the company that uh, they're the they're dealing with all the licensed stuff for Dark Souls, or a lot of the licensed stuff for Dark Souls. Cool. So I went there to look for that. Uh, and instead, I found a set of overcooked pins, uh, and because um, they have a whole overcooked line, including pot holders. Oh, cute. Um, and, uh, you should just redo your whole kitchen overcooked. Right? Uh, but yeah, so I got like the overcooked pin set. I like um, that. And uh, I also ordered a handful of records. So just today, I got the soundtracks to Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. Yes. Golf Story. Yes. Thimbleweed Park, which, fun yeah. fact, all three of those are games I have on my Switch. So it's like I went like Switch crazy on soundtracks. I also got the soundtrack to Drop Chord from Double Fine. And uh, from Fan Gamer, this is a, a record that I thought was a game soundtrack. And I listened to some of the tracks. and I was like, this is great. So I bought it. 
it's not a game soundtrack. It's actually just an album from a band called Super Commuter, uh, which is fun because it's like a play on Supercomputer. Uh, and Supercommuter is a guy who I think makes beats and music with a Game Boy. And then there's like lyrics and occasionally rapping on top of it. The album's called Trash City or something like that. And it is like really good. I listened to the entire thing today while I was at work and I was like. And you bought it by accident? Yes. Or I didn't yeah. buy it by accident. I thought it was a game soundtrack. And so I previewed a couple tracks thinking like, holy shit, this is great. And um, and then I listened to it and I was like, oh, like it's real good. And it's not even a game soundtrack. It just happened to be sold through Fangamer. Um, but yeah, it's called uh, Super Commuter is the band. And then the album is called Trash World. Okay. And it's kind of fun. Like the record is actually, um, they even told you it was like a mystery design on the record um, in that, um, you know, a lot of records like, oh, it's like red or it's blue with a silver swirl. Uh, every different version they made, I think they only made, I think it was a limited pressing, but um, every record is different. made from different recycled other records. Oh. Which one's the name of the album's Trash World. And so every record is different because they're actually taking pieces of other records and I guess melting them down to make this one. And so it's kind of interesting. Fun. Yeah. Does it look mosaic? M- mine just looks like clear with a sort of blue and yellow and red kind of splatter coming out of it. Um, huh. It doesn't look like it's piecemeal out of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but it may it could just be they were very controlled about that. It might just be like maybe not even like they were taking old records. It might have been that they were taking a scrap or like leftover stuff from other pressings, maybe. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, the fact that they actually say like oh it's who knows what your record will look like when it comes because everyone's different. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Dope. Okay, so that's the Final Frontier. It was that's quite cool. a quite a good one today. Yeah. So, uh, should I be pumping oh. the brakes or anything? <laughs> Sorry, I'm so out of it. It's, it's, okay. it's been a long day. A lot of driving. Um, well, you better just stop right there, Robin. I'm glad you did, because you just got yourself caught in a graphic jam. Oh, shit. <sighs> honk, honk. Poop. Poop? That, that was the policeman pulling oh. you over. Woo. Oh, yeah. Not poop. <laughs> that's what i heard poop and i was like okay all right well i i mean i've talked about this line a million times but i'm uh, this is not a graphic novel you're correct it is not thank you for being so observant <laughs> i am reading the fourth um book in the witcher series called the time of contempt and it's very cool. It's now we've I've moved on, and this book is more about the um, sorceress and mage guild, and all the fuckery that's going on in there. And so at this point, Geralt um, has wrapped himself in the underlyings of the evils of the mages, and what's going on with Yennefer, and. Like, who's on which side? Who's supporting this king? Who's spying for that king? Who's doing this? And it's all about conspiracy theories. It's all about, um, um, yeah, just basically trying to overthrow each other in order to keep the peace for their own kings. And um, so that's all going on. The Wild Hunt is after Ciri. Oh, shit. So it's pursuing her just like in the Witcher 3 video game. And um, Yennefer has disappeared. We don't know what happened to her. 
people were killed in the tower um, of the mages, so we don't know what the fuck is going on with her. She's just disappeared. And um, at this point, the Nilfgaardian army has taken um, Venderberg, which is Yennefer's old city. Mm. And I haven't finished the book yet. I'm only three quarters of the way through. But um, so, so the Nilfgaardian army is basically just destroying every city in its path for um, total imperialism. So it's interesting. It's kind of like, it's not the most, there's not a lot of action in this one. It's a lot of like, what's going on? It's kind of like that like Game of, of Thrones yeah, episode that- It feels like a lot of politics. It's a lot of politics. It's a Game of Thrones episode where you're like, nothing really happened. But yeah, everything happens. It's setting up a lot of stuff for later. Exactly. I so I'm I'm still very confused about this the the numbering. Yeah, I think I am too. Okay, so the last <laughs> the last wish and sort sort of destiny are technically first, but they do not happen in this order because the first one is actually blood of elves. That's the first in the series, right? Because the second one is time of contempt because it says two on the spine. And then book three is baptism of fire, which I wonder if maybe this is just a set that tells one particular yeah. story because looking. Let it's, me see. That's right. Looking very, very, very closely. Yeah, I mean, like the. Sorry, one second. Um, well, these, these all like starting at Blood of Elves. It says a novel of the Witcher, yeah. while the Last Wish says introducing the Witcher, and Sword of Destiny says tales of the Witcher. So it almost feels like maybe like one's an introduction to him, one's a sidestep. Yeah. While the other ones are all much more like this is the plot line that's very interesting of this i never noticed that yeah um well the last wish i think we've kind of gone through this a little bit the last wish is definitely a bunch of miniature stories and it's introducing the witcher and it doesn't really have any um sequential order it's just stories that the witcher is going through and things that are happening that you don't really understand why they're happening they're just individual tales oh. so in one tale he meets yennefer which is the last wish in and fights a um, genie, which happens in the video game. In mm. um, in the first story, it's the story of how Siri was born, and but you don't know that because they don't tell you anything. It's just kind of like its own little myth, basically. <laughs> so you don't know really why all this is being told because you don't know that it's even going to be a series. That's what the last wish is, um. and then they start with kind of like the storyline and and each chapter is kind of its own thing anyway this is the only book that i've read so far that i feel like it is going um sequentially through an actual story and not just bouncing around got it so well i wonder if baptism of fire will continue that since that is also it's labeled book three here yeah i i yeah yeah, um, the sort of destiny and the blood of elves. It was hard for me to decide which one to read first because I was confused as to what the order was. Because I don't think oh, that, that makes sense. I don't think that book has. Oh, it does have that on the back. But like meanwhile, sort of destiny though does at the top say "Tales of the Witcher" instead of a number. Yeah. So, but um, it's interesting. The only the only way I could tell what's really going on and what order I'm going in is the correct order is the way that. Siri is being taught and growing up through them. So I can tell by her age which order I'm going in. And even if I'm not reading them in the correct order, I still know what order it is in my mind where I'm at. So yeah, as long like, as you can keep it straight. Yeah, so like in Time of Contempt, she's at age 14. 
So she's still very young. And um, the last wish, she's not even mentioned, barely. And then in, um, I think, what is it? The Sword of Destiny? No, the Blood of Elves is basically how they found her. Because she has the Blood of Elves in her. She has the ancient blood. Oh, okay. And, um, and how they found her. And basically how Geralt is like, okay, I have to kind of be a dad to this little shit. Because she's a little asshole. But um, hang on to that one. Oh yeah, and so that's where I'm at. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that's time of contempt, and it's about yeah, all that bad shit. Awesome. Well, I guess we're on to some news. News. So, well, first things first. Since you were just talking about The Witcher, have you heard the news about the casting? I have, because Stephen told me the second I got home. It's pretty exciting and pretty sexy. Oh, God. And he wanted to do it so badly, too. I want him to do it, too. And now I really have to go out for Yennefer so I can make out with him. Yeah. Every make it happen. And be naked with him and rub his body with my body. What? This podcast just turned into a different type of podcast <laughs> for a happened? minute. <laughs> uh, I threw a cup of cold water on Satine. We're ready to keep going. <laughs> and have sex on top of a unicorn. Well, yeah, you got to do that. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Yes, has, Superman. Uh, yep, Superman is also Geralt, a witcher. The Witcher. Yes, very exciting. Well, and speaking of witches, yes, I'm kind of convinced I might be one now because uh, it's funny because even like the episode that you dusted off from the past mm-hmm. uh, to uh, for our our week off last week. Yep. Um, in that, I mentioned how all I wanted was a Metroid amiibo. Yes. Which had not been announced yet. That was not a thing. And then apparently three months later, it was announced at E3. And And Metroid Amiibo. And later I was able to buy it. Correct. Which was wonderful. So last week, or two weeks ago, I was pleading via the podcast to Capcom to put less focus onto Resident Evil remasters and more onto Onimusha remasters. Yes. And in July. And show enough. In July of next or sorry, January of next year, there will be Onimusha Warlords, the first game redone in HD. The game definitely is showing some of its warts, but oh my god, I cannot wait to play it. It's going to be so good. It has widescreen support. Uh, the most exciting thing is it has an easy mode from the get-go because um, similar to like Devil May Cry and um, a bunch of Capcom titles at the, uh, at the of that era, the only way to unlock easy mode was if you died a handful of times before a certain boss. Then it would offer you easy mode. Otherwise, yeah. you never got easy mode. And so um, I'm looking forward to like playing it again and like not having to like worry too much about it. And also they added analog support because Onimusha 1 and 2 both have tank controls. And it's it was like the biggest problem it had, but then Onimusha three uh, gave you analog control, and it was like a game changer. So yeah. like they're applying that to the first one. Oh my god! And it's in January. I'm so excited. So yeah, I think I might be a witch. I think you are because every time I keep willing something into existence, it happens. Yeah, you have a power, but everybody has the power. They just have to use it. And you yeah. wanted something so badly two times. Here that we go. It happened. Yeah. To I, yeah, I have to figure out what I want next. Yeah. Better make it good. Yeah, make it count. Make it something good. Yeah. yeah. So that was uh, that's two little bits of my news. Do you got some news? I love it. Um, yes, I do. Um, so this is interesting. And let me know if I get anything wrong. But Bioware um, is starting a video game subscription service. What? And they plan to diversify. 
AAA games through it. I did not know that. Yeah, so um, it, this article was um, uh, basically comparing their new service coming out to how Netflix is able to make really high-budget things and very small-budget things that would yeah. have never been able to be made unless they had money, people subscribing that they could like shuffle around money to smaller projects. Nice. So I'm going to read a little bit from the actual article. Where, so, where is this article from? Um, I this one is from not that. It's from this is it. Uh, usgamer.net. All right. You read that. I'm gonna go grab a tissue really fast. Okay. So, um, basically, uh, Mark Dara, he is the Anthem executive producer. He says that what you see in television. Homes is dehomogenization. There's more different television being made, and what I worry is happening in games and AAA in particular is that homogenization. Games are getting more like each other. We're chasing not the same audiences, but ever sort of convergent audiences, audiences with similar behaviors and playstyles. And what I would hope that we see as a subscription. Um, start to rise as the same kind of thing, a dehomogenization, where more different kinds of things are targeted. Genres that don't even exist now can come into being and exist and maybe find a niche. Maybe that niche isn't very big, but it doesn't need to be that big because it can be addressed in a very different way. And it's a niche. It's not supposed to be broad. Exactly. Um, so he's basically saying... Oh, and then he says, a world of subscription. With a world of subscriptions, it opens the door to new possibilities like games that aren't intended to be played by more than 300,000 people, but are built and budgeted accordingly. So nice. Yeah. And so um, it's coming. I mean, I think it's a great idea. Like, maybe we'll find actual queer characters in video games. What? No. That's just crazy talk. Well, so, that's um, awesome. yeah. And of course, like, games that I probably would never you would probably play more than these games than I would because you love indie titles I do I and, so, and like I'm there's a phrase that's being thrown around a little bit um the idea of a triple I which is like you know extremely high polished indie title that often take a long time to come out but when they come out they're like airtight like really really highly curated great experiences like inside and limbo now would that great be it's would it be not considered triple A because it's not reaching a huge audience, or is it because the budget's really small? Budget typically, or the team's very small. Typically, it's those two. Those two. Yeah, it's more of like, oh well, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, it was a team of eight people working for four years instead of a team of seventy-five people working for a year and a half. You know, it's uh -huh. like just because like the budget is so different in that like you could have a small team working on a game much, much, much longer. Yeah. Um, and it still has this indie sensibility about it just because it's not like a billion people kind of making the same game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then when it comes out though, it's like it's not like it's got shitty graphics or it's broken. It's a great game. I mean, because, yeah, like, and the best examples I typically have for I are, like, your insides, your limbos. You know, they got huge public or huge publishing deals yeah. from, you know, Microsoft or whomever. And, um, but, like, Play Dead Studios is not giant. Yeah. Um, but the games they make are just so, they, they work so well. And they're, they're such uh, well-crafted experiences. I would also guess that 
it um, would be considered indie because it's all within, I'm guessing, the same studio. Whereas these AAA tiles are all over the world. People are putting their components into it. Well, and a lot of indie stuff is also great just because, yeah, you have like a a clear sort of voice driving it. Because especially if you look at a game like, I mean, at least, I mean... This is not a one-to-one. I don't think you can really totally compare them. But, like, even they look at, like, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, classic like, example. from Bioware. But I imagine <laughs> a huge amount of influence that kind of made that game into what it was probably came from EA. Because EA was their publisher. And so, and the fact that they, they made the whole thing with the Frostbite engine, which is, I believe, owned by DICE, which is part of EA, I think. And so, like, it, I, I kind of wonder how much like the true like game director had a say in all these things yeah and i feel like indie there's a lot more um personal level of control from the development team i, I could be completely mistaken I, I don't work in game development but at least that's my sort of uh thirty thousand view or thirty thousand feet you know view of that whole scene i think ea actually is owning this this actual subscription service oh is it ea play no it's called I mean... Well, it might be through their infrastructure. Yeah, it says like, EA cool... Origin. Oh, yeah, Origin is... That's basically their um, their Uplay. It's their their version of Steam. But this is their... Okay, so their, this is, EA Origin is Access is going to be... EA Origin Access Premier. Whoa, that's a lot of words. Is going to be their high subscription service. Mm, where they're uh, going to call the one they have now EA Origin Basic. Got it. Okay. And so... Um, it's a higher tier subscription plan, which gives players access to all EA games days before launch for fourteen ninety nine a month, or a hundred dollars a year. Okay, it's kind of expensive. Well, um, but yeah. So, but it, well, this all starts on da, 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 February twenty second, two thousand nineteen. Well, uh, well, speaking of Bioware and February of twenty nineteen. Yes. This is like very organic here. There's lots of stuff here that you like we're playing off each other. This is natural. It feels good. <laughs> uh, no, um, there's gonna be a full demo of the game Anthem available on February first, uh, for those that pre order or are subscribers to EA Play. Yeah. Before these new tiers of uh EA Origins uh go live. That's awesome. But yeah, it's a full full demo. They're saying that yeah, it's not like a it's like the full game available to you. I'm super looking forward to Anthem. Me too. I hope it's like the better destiny. I feel like it's gonna be Mass Effect meets Destiny, which I'm excited. Totally. So um anyway, thought that that was super fun. Um I have a bunch of other news. Do you have go more? Go for it. Well, um, just today, actually, I heard a podcast uh, from Polygon Quality Control. Um, they Polygon is changing their review structure, which is kind of interesting. Um, they're trying to make their reviews more uh, kind of, uh, I guess, informative, but like not Organic. super critiquey. Yeah, they're doing away with numbers. Like there will oh. be no more review scores on there, so they're joining the likes of Eurogamer and Kotaku and. Um, there's a handful of others that don't do scores, um, because yeah, they feel like it's more uh qualitative than quantitative when you are talking about games yeah um and um and yes they just want to be more of like a resource and like the way that their shortcut for is it good or not um will be that uh if it if a game is good or like you know something you should play the article say so (laughs) it'll have the it'll have a little stamp at the top that says like polygon approved it's like uh not preferred but something like that it's something like that 
where it's like, oh yeah, it's a good one. And then if it's like it's a certified fresh. Exactly. And if it's a must play, then it's a polygon essential. Gotcha. So like there'll be a handful of games that are just like, oh, if you have the system, why have you not played this? This is important. Um and uh um and they're also doing something similar to what Kotaku does, in that Kotaku has this sort of like on, I don't know if you've seen these. I love these. Uh they have an ongoing article that they keep updating and revising of like the best 12 games on the Switch, the best 12 games on the PS4. I think we've know. read one of those. They're so at good. Some point. And like, they're always updating. And the best thing is if you look, if you read it and at the very bottom, it's like, all right, update from May 2018. You know, this game came off to make room for this one. And you can kind of see even what like was the best game, especially when a new system comes out. Mm-hmm. A lot of those games are not great, but That's... they're the best ones available. Yeah. And they all get sort of replaced. And so I think, um, Polygon's also going to have a sort of like a, that list of like, hey, here's where all of the like, you should be playing these games for the system are. So if you bought a Switch tomorrow, you could have an instant sort of cheat sheet of what you should start with the must play stuff. Yeah. So uh, and that actually might be good for you, Nick, proud new owner of a Switch. Ah, uh, Nick. Um, yeah. And when I was uh, listing games to you earlier that you should buy, I forgot to mention Super Mario Odyssey. You should totally get that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I thought it was interesting that Polygon's changing their reviews. Um, all right, what else? Um, oh, also for the Switch, Travis Strikes Again, the new No More Heroes game, comes out on January 18th, which I think is the same day as Onimusha. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, that's a good start to a new year right and suda 51 the game creator who's like one of my favorite like video game directors uh he they asked him i think why january and he was like because i want to release in the same month as super smash brothers yeah that would be a bad idea yeah it seems fair yeah yeah don't don't release that close to that um and then one last thing before we can go back to you for a bit um speaking of delays or moving to avoid other titles battlefield 5 uh, announced a delay last week. Oh. Uh, they are g- delaying their game until November 20th. Wow. Um, mostly, it seems, to get out of the way of Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Because originally, um, I'm trying to think if I can just do these dates in my head right now. I think, uh, was it October 6th? or f- no, October 5th is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 12th, so one week later, is Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Okay. Then one week later was Battlefield 5. And then one week later, Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, that's, that's a, a lot of money. That's four solid weeks in a row with like very big games that all kind of speak a different language. Um, although Assassin's Creed, their biggest competitor is going to be Red Dead. Uh, Call of Duty and Battlefield are normally always at odds, but honestly, Red Dead is going to be the sort of, I think, wrench in everybody's gears this year when it comes to their sales. Yeah. Just because when Rockstar releases a game, people buy it. Yeah. Um, and if people are buying one game of, you know, each month, a lot of people are going to choose Red Dead. And so, yeah, it made, it was smart for, uh, Battlefield to sort of, like, remove themselves from that massive downpour of huge games and at least come out later in the year like as close to thanksgiving as possible they're coming out right before black friday so yeah anyway thought that was kind of interesting no yeah definitely okay cool you got some news um just a little couple little things um so for overwatch the season 12 has begun it started on august 31st and um as of right now for another week if you play nine 
if you win nine games, whether quick play, competitive, arcade, you can win a Diva Nano skin, Ooh. which is the skin she has in the Diva film, short film they, oh, they produced. Nice. So, yeah. Well, speaking of, of Overwatch, did you hear about the Shanghai Dragons? No, tell me. They, They're disbanded. They cut eight of their 11 players. I figured. They're down to three. So we are in, after all. So we have a chance. Rob. We have a chance. We're going to be Shanghai Dragons. Um, they did keep Gagudi, which is awesome. Sweet. Um, and yeah, I don't know who the other, the other two are that stayed. Um, but uh, yeah, they cut. The Do they win one game? No. Ever? No. They got close like two or three times. Like uh, really close. That's still last place I in know. a game of two well, people. Well, it makes sense. They're kind of going back to the drawing board a little bit. Yeah, I think it's necessary for a winning team to be able to be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, then, um, well, next next up. Uh, so, I mean, I love Shanghai Dragons. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, I find them very, very sweet. I just, I'm hoping that this new, that season two will be better to them. Yeah, they just didn't have their shit together. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I know we talked about it last week. We talked about a, a copyright that was... Um, filed by the people who made um until dawn i can't remember what it was called but like there was the, the sort of a there was some sort of um trademark or like name that they copyrighted um and it turns out there's a new announcement that happened at uh gamescom that it turns out what they're doing actually is they're making a horror anthology series. It's no longer exclusive to PlayStation 4. It'll be on PlayStation 4, uh, PC, and Xbox One. It's being published by Bandai Namco. Um, that's how they're doing a multi-platform release. Um, it is called uh, The Dark Pictures Anthology, which will feature multiple stories. The first is called Man of Medan. M-E-D-A-N, and features four young Americans on a diving trip who encounter a World War II wrecked ship. Evidently, the captain of the boat is involved, too, who may or may not have a mysterious past and be linked with the wreck. Uh, that was the speculation of whoever wrote this article. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are sort of thinking it's going to be like basically Until Dawn, the series. Uh, it's all branching storylines, multiple endings. Those have all been confirmed. And um, there will be new stories, settings, and characters throughout each game. Which there will be, that sounds like four of them. Um, no release window yet, but it sounds like it's going to be super spooky fun, just like what Supermassive did with uh, Until Dawn. So nice. we can expect four more games from them. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I, I will, like scary shit. I will play all of those games. I just don't like the scary games anymore, like when you're being hunted. I mean, I like the ones where you're being hunted, but I like it more of like a choose your own adventure hunt. Rather than alien isolation, alien isolation. That's yep. fucking terrifying and awful. Yeah, I feel the same way. Or what was that other one where you're? I always ask this: the asylum one, where you sneak through the window at the oh at the scaffolding. Yes. Yeah, I hated that fucking shit. The game is terrifying. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all for it. Cool. Um, do you have more news? No, go for it. So um, they announced a Dream Daddy comic. Will I be in it? Uh, there is uh, one of them is about uh, Robert, the bad daddy, and uh, vampire goth daddy, whose name I've forgotten. 
Damien. Damien. That's thank mine. You. I know, but I've forgotten. Oh. Um, so yeah, like it's funny. There, there is an episode or an issue where it has Damien looking like uh, he's got some fangs and he's about to bite hot, dirty daddy Robert. Those are the two I um, went after when I played. Yeah. And I made it pretty far with Robert. Yeah, Robert, we uh, what hit it and quit it and never, never again. Sorry. He didn't like me either, but it took him longer to figure that out. <laughs> um, yeah, he never really gave me the time of day, except he gave me the time of night, not the time of day. Okay. Uh, hey, y'all. Um, and then my last little bit of news, Um, it's actually kind of a little bit of a two-parter. I was very proud of Kotaku um, just uh, last week because they did like two articles in a row that were basically kind of chiming in about how terrible and stupid the world is and how they're just sick of your shit. Which um, I just need to find some of the... But we already know that. We talk about that every week. I know, but I love the fact that Kotaku is like being like, all right, children, calm the fuck down. Because <laughs> um, the, so there was one headline they did five days ago. The article is, uh, people who haven't played Spider-Man are mad the developers took out a puddle. So, what? Yeah, there was a whole thing where like, so this screenshot that, you're, that you can see on my phone is uh, from the E3 demo from like 2017. Yeah. Feel free to scroll and you will see a new shot of that same room that was recently released where people are upset that there's a smaller puddle in it and everyone's screaming downgrade downgrade they downgraded the game because you know everyone loves a downgrade gate uh you know ever since watchdogs everyone's watching all early release footage you know to uh get upset about the final thing which i love this article because well first off insomniac immediately replied saying like nope we just changed the size of a puddle calm down and then, like, later people were like, but, but it looks worse and all that. And they were like, there's lots of puddles in the game. Shut up. Like, you, there, there are other puddles for you. And then, like, this article actually goes How the fuck did they even I don't <laughs> pinpoint this one damn room? Well, and the best thing is, like, <laughs> like, the article actually goes to say, like, dude, this is why developers don't like showing games to you before they're ready. Because then you flip the fuck out. Games change. Like, they change a lot from when they announce them to when they launch. Mm. Like... You guys, like, I mean, I want to play Spider-Man, but part of me wishes that Insomniac would just be like, cool, game's canceled. Do you see what happens when you guys are a bunch of, like, stupid idiots about shit? Yeah. Like, no game for you. But they're releasing it because they're better than I am. They're not as vindictive as me. Um, well, they've already spent so much money on it. Oh, that. yeah, there's no way they were going to not release that. Um, and also, like, uh, Digital Foundry just recently, um, which, you know, they are... Uh, the people that give you all the frame rate situations and if the screen is tearing and they're, they're just tech experts when it comes to games. Uh, they actually wrote an article even um, saying like, all right, we've actually dug deeper into Spider-Man now that the game, like they have a copy of the game. Uh, and they were like, people are screaming downgrade, but actually the final game is a pretty significant upgrade to the initial demos. Huh. They, say they, they mentioned The Witcher 3 also had a downgrade controversy. Yeah, a lot of people thought The Witcher 3 was downgraded. Um, but, I mean, like, the biggest one that one talks about is usually Watch Dogs. But Watch Dogs actually was a thing where, like, the early demos weren't really reflective of the final game code. But, like, unfortunately, that game was shown off too early. Like, I think that was a problem there. But, like, if they could have made Watch Dogs into what they showed, they would have. But... The systems couldn't handle it at the time. But, like, I'm not trying to give people excuses here, but also, like, come on, children. Calm down. Yeah, get over your fucking selves. So, there's that one. And then the best thing is, uh, there was another article immediately before it. So, I read it afterwards in my reader. Um, 
where uh, so there's a game that came out on like the iPhone and the iPad um, from Cappy Games called Sword and Sorcery, and um, it's a indie darling. And all the dialogue in the game is apparently sub 140 characters because there's a button you could press that would tweet instantly any of those dialogue lines directly to your Twitter account. Okay. And uh, Sword and Sorcery is coming to Switch, and the Twitter implementation has been removed. Oh. Uh, and when asked, like, so there's another one of just like Kotaku, just, you know, uh, or not even Kotaku, but there, I guess the reporting on other people being sick of stupid shit. Yeah. Um, so uh, the creative director said, Twitter support has been cut from Sorcery Switch Edition. The reason for this is simple. When we first launched Sorcery many moons ago, Twitter was fun, nice, and cool. Now in the year 2018, Twitter is a vat of toxic waste, and we want nothing to do with it. Amen. Which, like, I love the fact that they said that. Like, that's just, that's so good. And It uh, really is. And then, so, uh, Kotaku reached out for comment, and the developers did not directly answer any questions about what responsible and ethical Twitter usage looks like in this day and age, but they did send an image as a response, which the image is a little bit of the sword and sorcery sort of pixel art. And above it, it says, since our prior experiment in 2011, social networks have proven to be catastrophic for society. So we now encourage isolation and regretful reflection. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that they were like, that Cappy games is just like, yeah, this is why we can't have nice things. Twitter is a fucking garbage fire. We're not including it. And, yeah. and they, and like the article at least calls out how, you know, Trump has ruined Twitter And all these dumpster pandas are like jumping in it and starting their own damn fires. Right. So. Over st- stupid as shit. Oh my God. So like, it, how could somebody get, get mad? How could 15,000 people get mad over a damn puddle in Spider-Man game? Do you have nothing else to yeah. do with your life? So those two articles in a row were just a one-two punch of Kotaku being sick of your shit. I fucking loved it. I wish more articles were just like, hey, I'll be the adult here. You guys are being stupid. I can't. I Yeah. It's amazing. Go get a life. Right? Fuck. Anyway. So that that's all my news. I love it. Yeah. I love that we finished on assholeism. Right? <laughs> but like calling people out on it, which is even better. The best. I mean, we could go all, all night talking about assholes, but... We're not. Yeah. This is not a political podcast. This is not Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, I ready? Guess it's time. S- socials? No, it's time for the crush. Oh, my God. I almost forgot the crush. Wow. See, I am tired. I'm, like, trying to force the quit here. Yeah. I'm, like, what is it? Control-Alt-Deleting this? So, yeah. <laughs> so, I'd say it's time for the crush. Crush. Uh, crush. Of the week. Crush. 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 Uh, you or me? You go for it. Okay. Well, eh, I'm starting to run out of crushes now. <laughs> As am I. So I uh, play more new games. I mean, there are a lot of crushes I have, but they're just from a lot of games I've already mentioned crushes from. But, oh well. So my crush of the week this week is from The Witcher, Triss Marigold. A redhead. A redhead. And she's also... Because I did not play the first two Witcher games, I didn't realize that she's the only um, love interest of Geralt's. Because they didn't introduce Yennefer in the games until The Witcher 3, I had no idea. I didn't know that either. So, I mean, I did watch a replay of the first Witcher game, and yeah, Yennefer's not even mentioned in the entire series. Wow. Triss is in it quite a bit. 
So um, I thought it was, you know, give her her dues. In The Witcher 3, I didn't kiss her by the fountain like you did. I don't think I... Oh, I think I did, didn't you, I? At the party, yes. Oh, I'm actually, I'm still at the party. I never oh. at the party. Well, you have a... You're going to have, have a, choice. A, a choice. You can kiss her at the fountain or... I don't think I'm going to. I don't have that romantic feeling for her. I think you would if you played the first two Witcher games. Perhaps. I think that's... Yeah, I don't have that thing. history. I don't have the, I didn't have the history either. So maybe I should kiss her just because it feels like the true lore here. Oh, I bet Yennefer will find out, though. Oh, don't want to piss her off. No, she's a feisty one. So, um, yeah, Triss is gorgeous. And when she when you get the upgrade for her outfit and her boobs are falling out of her like empress dress, it's stunning. Nice. She looks like Mara? Mara from Aquaman. Mm. You know the his queen. Mm-mm. His like sea hag, his love interest. The first thing I'm ever The read. redhead. It, is she in the preview in the, the yes. trailer? I need to watch it again. She was in Justice League. I haven't seen that. Holy tits. I know. Really? Hey, you didn't see Black Panther until it was like a week before DVD. Yeah, but this has been on... I know, it's on HBO. I need to watch it. HBO for free. I know. Okay, well. Anyway, well, that's a good announcement. Justice League is on HBO. Yeah. You should watch it, like me. I should watch it. Yeah. It's Um, not the best, but it's cute. Just watch it. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. So, um, well, my crush... It's funny. I feel like we're actually on a weird wavelength here combined, because like mine's another one of like, oh, it's a character that like... I didn't do the right move, so I didn't really get to, like, really build a relationship with him by the time the third game happened. Uh, the character is Kaiden from Mass Effect. I was going to say it's from Mass Effect, isn't it? It's Mass Effect. <gasps> uh, yes. So, um, you never actually played Mass Effect 1, right? No, I skipped it. When you did 2, did you do the motion comic where you got to make some choices that, like, funneled into your game? Was that a thing on the PS3? How do you spell Kaiden? K-A-I-D-E-N. Um, when you played Mass Effect 2, did you do the motion comic to decide if the, the like, um, Parasite Queen got to live and, like, all the big choices from the first game? I don't remember. Well, in the first game, there's a couple of choices you make that actually carry over to the second one. Okay. One of those is... Uh, spoiler alert for anyone who has not played Mass Effect 1, but I'm sorry, uh, you had, you've had, like, you know, a good uh, 10 years or so. Oh, the fan art on him is strong. Delicious. Uh, so, uh, he, um, or it's like, in Mass Effect 1, one of the final big choices you make is who dies. And you don't even know it's about if they're gonna, di- that they're gonna die. But, um, either Ashley or Kaiden will die at the end of the first Mass Effect. Okay. I, for some reason, like the way that it was structured, I think Ashley was set up to die. And then there was a sudden thing of like, oh, wait, can you help? And I was like, sure, I can go help. And I went and helped. And then she fucking lived. And Kaiden died. And I was like, damn it. I didn't want her to live. And then I ended up, for some reason, the game interpreted it as me being in a relationship with her at that point, which I was not happy with. Oh. But um, So Kaiden died in my game. And they made you straight. And Kaiden was actually only a straight romance option until the third game, at which point he is bisexual and you can get him with either Shepard. I didn't know that. And of course, he died two games earlier. So I never got to have my relationship with Kaiden. But uh, I've seen what they've done with the character model for him between one and three. And holy shit, in three, he is 
lovely. Beautiful. Uh, I don't know if the chest that you saw in that those photos was actually from the game. I think that was all fan art. Yeah. But um, even then, his character model in 3, they did wonders with his face. He looks great. Also, this is a fun little fact. I don't know his name, but the guy who played, like, who Kaiden was modeled after is a Brazilian model who is gay in real life. Really? He is. He's handsome, too. He is a very handsome man who made a handsome game character. It makes sense. And yeah, he's gay in real life, and I think he's Brazilian. Period. Woo. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, he's hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah you, I don't honestly remember Kaiden. Well, you where might've... is he in your ship? Well, did you ever meet Ashley? Did you meet Ashley? I don't remember her if, either. If you met her, he doesn't exist anymore. I don't remember Ashley you at all. Look her up. Ashley no, I looked her up. Oh, okay. She has so, big lips. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, um, yeah, I mean, in the second one, he's actually not on your ship. Like, because Ashley is, like, doing something with the Citadel, and you run into her, like, twice or something like that, or she works for, like, another organization. And you meet her, like, twice, and she's kind of, like, in my game, I met her twice, and she was a super bitch to me. But it might have been because I dumped her ass for uh, Tally. Um, what is the name of the girl who works for the enemy? At first. Miranda. Okay, that's who I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, well, Ashley, I mean, she was a bigger part. She was actually part of your team. I never met the Ashley, first game. no. Like, her I and Kaiden were both, her. like, people you would take with you on missions. And then the second game, they're not. They're just um, NPCs that kind of further the plot. And then they come, whoever, whichever one lives, comes back in three as someone that can join your party, I think. Um, and so, yeah, I never really got to spend any time with Kaiden. Instead, I was stuck with fucking Ashley, and I hated her. I think I, I remember Kaiden now. I'm starting to look through photos of him. Yeah, he's super cute, boo. So, anyway, so yeah, that's my crush. Mm-hmm. Can we share him? We can. Yes, he does go both ways. Right? All right, so I think you meant share on the social media, not share, like, take turns. Oh, damn. All right, well. well we could take turns. It's fine. A girl can dream. Um. Yeah, so... On that note, <laughs> uh, I'm blushing. And you can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and the Dumpster Diving Twitch. Twitter. Twitter. Where am I? Who am I? What? Twitter. Well, that's <laughs> on Twitch, you are. And on Twitch, I am at Satine. And you can follow me at Fast Danger on the vat of toxic sludge that Twitter is. Uh, or you can follow me at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the, the podcast, wow, at BitDiff Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can email us at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. God damn it, it's contagious. We can't get through this. <laughs> we did so well like two weeks ago without the cheat even. Oh, God. I think, yeah. Ooh. The vacation. It let me have it. It was so <laughs> nice. Um, new episodes every Wednesday. Yep. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play and subscribe to us in Spotify? Yes. We are actually no longer uploading new content on SoundCloud because we are now on Anchor and they are super fabulous. So if you followed us on SoundCloud, please um, don't get mad at us and follow us on Spotify instead. Yeah, update that. But there's, if you don't have Spotify, you can also follow us on about 150 other sites so that would be awesome and of course did you already read this part i did oh yeah so yeah and also we need more comments on itunes thanks yeah (laughs) more reviews please more reviews please anyway not begging but we kind of are um 
Anyway, so that's that. Yeah. I feel like I just have so much knowledge to bestow upon. Is there more you want to say? No. All right, then. So she's holding out on you. Yeah. Let me see what the future holds by scrying into my crystal computer ball. All right. So I guess we will catch you next week. And, and, the Bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>